headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thanks for jumping in, America. It's a free call. Jade Warshaw Ramsey Personality is my co-host. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888 888- 825-5225. Lisa is with us in Colorado Springs. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. Uh, I'm a longtime listener and a studier of the um, baby steps, and, uh, but a first-time caller, so I'm excited to be here. Well, thank you for being with us. How can we help? Uh, of course. So my question is... At what point do you decide either to declare bankruptcy or to pay off old slash bad, like try to pay off debt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, old bad debt can usually be settled for pennies on the dollar. Um, okay. uh, to give you an example, we bought uh, a couple of years ago as a Christmas present for our team, uh, we bought $10 million dollars worth of old, bad medical debt, repo debt, and credit card debt. And um, there were um, 8,000 accounts, and uh, we bought that for 250000 bucks. And we called all the people and forgave their debt. That was our Christmas present. Oh, it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. We got we have a thousand team members. Each of them got to call eight people and tell them that Jesus forgave their debt. And so, um, wow. so it was pretty cool. It was kind of fun. But the point is not to brag on us. But the point is ten million dollars for two hundred fifty thousand. That's, That's uh, two and a half cents on the dollar. Wow. That's two and a half percent is what we paid for it. Okay. Okay. So if you had one of those debts and you called one of those people, they would have settled that for 10 or 20 cents on the dollar easy. So if one of those was a $10,000 debt and uh, we bought it for $25, you could have bought it probably for a hundred or $150, you know, something like that. Right. Or we bought it a $10,000 debt. We bought it for 250 bucks. You could have paid it off probably for 1200. So point is pennies on the dollar. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's back up and talk about the real world with you. How much old bad debt do you have and what kind of debt is it? Excellent. Okay. So it's actually not me. I'm, I'm calling for, uh, because I, I'm dealing with my mom and my dad. Okay. So my dad passed away, um, back at the beginning of the year. I'm sorry. Um, he, yeah, um, you know, but God is good and I know where he's at. So yeah. <laughs> we're just celebrating his life is, and trying to, uh, wade so through. How much old bad debt do they behind. have? So he had, um, between him and my mother, about $120,000. On what that, kind of debt? Um, it's five to 10 plus years old, all consumer debt. Like credit cards? Yeah, it would be credit cards. Um, he had a small business, and um, his small business, he used debt to finance, you know, to finance his business. And so, yeah. so does mom um, have any money? Right. So mom has um, about $20,000 in savings. Mm-hmm. Does, mom, does mom have a house? Mom has a house. It's worth about 300000 um, but it has a um, reverse mortgage on it for about 145000 mm-hmm. What state um, is she in? 
She's in Texas. Okay. Yeah. She does also have some, um, some I would call it a delinquent debt. So that was also used to try and split the business. That's actually all in her name. And it's, I would say, 90 plus days old. And there's about a, a 15,000 of that. Okay. All right. Does anyone in your family have any money, you or brothers or sisters? Um, I, we're working, my husband and I are working through the baby steps right now. So we have, um, we have nothing that can't, uh, no, nothing that's not going to debt right now. Okay. Um, my, I have a, an older brother who is newly married and a savings of the answer yeah. for him is no. And my old, my younger brother, I actually have no idea. Right. How, how old's your mom? She is 73. Okay. And right, let, point, let me talk you back through this. Uh, philosophically. Okay bankruptcy Mm -hmm. um i've been through it when i was in my 20s it's horrible right okay philosophically it's right on the same list as divorce right it's a horrible thing it's never a good thing it's never a pleasant thing it's not something you want to do and if you think you might be facing it you try everything else to try to avoid it before you do it you want to pull out all the stops right Never, never right. do it. And that's your absolute last, 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 last resort. Because it's not a wealth building tool. It, there's a lot of unintended consequences that come at you because of it. it you know, you, you don't want to do yeah. it if you can avoid it. Okay. Just like you don't, you know, like you're talking to a young couple that's had a fight. You don't, you're not divorced. You just had a fight. Okay. So uh, it's the same thing. And, and so, you know, for, number one, I put it in that bucket. Number two, just like divorce, Dave Ramsey never tells you to do it. There are I've yeah. never in 30 years been on the air and said, you need to file bankruptcy or you need to file divorce. The one exception on divorce is if somebody is getting, uh, I have told a couple of ladies that are getting beat, getting, you know, domestic violence situations that they need to file divorce. They need to get out of there. Okay. But mm-hmm. other than that, I don't tell people to do stuff like that. They make their own decisions. I, t- I just I understand if they end up doing it. I, I'm not mad at you if you end up doing it. I went through it, but I wouldn't not divorce by bankruptcy, but I would tell you not to if there's any way you can. So all of that right. to say, all of that to say, does your mom have an income? She uh, received like $800 a month for Social Security, and then she drives Lyft. Okay. Um, if I remember correctly, in Texas, your home is protected in bankruptcy. In bankruptcy, yes. In yes. Texas. In Texas and Florida both and have 100% bankruptcy. homestead. And uh, yes. so if she files bankruptcy, they won't touch her home. They And they will allow right. her to keep X number of dollars of cash, probably five or 10000 but not much. And everything else will right. be collected by the bankruptcy courts and used towards her debts. What I would attempt to right. do is to help her to begin – to solve this for somewhere around a dime on the dollar. Okay. If she can make this all go away for ten or $12,000 and a lot of phone calls by you on her behalf, okay. beating the crap out of these people, and you're going to have to beat the crap out of them. You're going to have to say, right. widow lady in Texas files bankruptcy, you get nothing. This is going to be the headline right. if you screw with me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. offering you this. Don't mess with me. You better take the deal. Because if okay. you don't take the deal, I'm going to hang up the phone and go to the next one. And when the money runs out, you're going to end up holding nothing, zero. So go through okay. and try to settle these 10, 15 cents on the dollar. And I think you can help her avoid it. But, boy, it's a, you got an uphill battle. 
you do not have a lot of resources to settle this with. So it can be done, but it's going to be tough. It'll be tough. If you run out of money, you run out of patience, you run out of steam, she may end up filing, and I won't be mad at her. But it won't be, but I, but I would try everything else first. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is our co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade, let's talk bankruptcy for a minute. A Chapter 13 is the most popular type of bankruptcy. That's a repayment plan where you pay back a portion of your debt. Uh, some debts 100%. If they're uh, secured debt, like a car loan, it's paid back 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a student loan, it's paid back 100%. If it's a credit card debt, a medical bill, it can be paid back at pennies on the dollar. But you pay payments according to your income in a Chapter 13 over 60 months, five years. And then the debts that were partially paid in the plan, the rest of them are forgiven and uh, in bankruptcy. But you have filed bankruptcy. Now, sometimes Chapter 13 people don't think that's a bankruptcy because it's a payment plan. No, you filed <laughs> federal bankruptcy. That's a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. A Chapter 12 bankruptcy is a farm situation, very unusual bankruptcy. A Chapter 11 is a very large bankruptcy. Usually you see corporations do that. Mm-hmm. Big companies do that. Like they'll, uh, like a Bed Bath & Beyond will follow Chapter 11 and they'll dump 75% of their stores and they cut all the all the leases loose, mm-hmm. and they keep the profitable stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they restart the company Toys after R bankruptcy. Us. So it's a reorganization <laughs> for a large amount of money, typically a large company, a business, an ongoing concern. The When people think of bankruptcy, generally what we think of is Chapter 7 bankruptcy, which is total bankruptcy. Whew. And that's where, quote, unquote, all your debts are wiped out. Only they're not. But that's the thing. So Mm. student loans are not bankruptable. IRS taxes are not bankruptable. Uh, So if you follow Chapter 7 and you have IRS and you have student loans, you come out of the Chapter 7, you still got those. Uh, If you want to keep something that has a secured loan against it, like you keep a car payment, you want to keep the car with a payment on it, you have to reaffirm that debt and just keep paying it. You bring it current if you're behind, and then you re-sign that documents, and you keep going, and you keep paying it. Or you give up the car. But you can't get rid of the car debt and keep the car. That's not an option. They have a lien on the car in a Chapter 7. So you're going to give up the car, or you're going to re-sign. So I have had people, Jade, come in and say, we're going to file bankruptcy, only we're going to reaffirm the car, and the rest of our debt, student loans, and IRS. Well, you didn't file bankruptcy on anything then. Yeah, <laughs> there was no no relief from the bankruptcy. You re- everything's survived. It. Yeah. So stupid, stupid, stupid. Don't do that. A Chapter Seven bankruptcy stays on your credit bureau report for ten years. It's the only thing that stays on ten years. Everything else stays on for seven years. Chapter Thirteen stays on seven years from the date of last activity, which is seven years from five years from now. You started. Oh, that's it takes a good point because the go five-year payment plan. So you yeah. end up twelve years from today if you filed thirteen today before bankruptcy's off of your credit bureau report. Mm-hmm. So these are the things they don't talk about when everybody acts like bankruptcy's easier, bankruptcy's quick, or whatever. Yeah. And what we were talking to her about is 
When you file bankruptcy, they give you a personal exemption per state, the state that you live in. Even though bankruptcy is federal court, the the exemptions are by state, and they give you a homestead exemption. Mm -hmm. The homestead exemption is the amount of your home equity that you're allowed to keep. And so you can't have, in most states, a $400,000 paid-for house and file bankruptcy and keep it. The bankruptcy trustee will take that house and sell it. They will give you the exemption amount, which in Tennessee is $7,500. Wow. And so you will lose the house, give $7,500, and they will use the rest of your equity to pay your debts. I That is painful. That's big. That's painful. That's big. Now, if you live in Florida, Texas, or Arkansas, they have a 100% homestead exemption. So they don't take your house. You can own a $2 million paid-for oh, house wow. in Florida and file bankruptcy and keep the house. Question. Do you think they have a higher rate of bankruptcy filings because of that exemption? No. That's the de- the data doesn't show that. It doesn't. That's no. interesting. Because bankruptcies are more based are based on other things. Most people don't use bankruptcy as a method to screw people. Mhm. And, you know, generally if somebody's got a 2 million dollar house, most people will sell the house and pay their bills. Yeah. Even if they're in a state that doesn't require them to do that in bankruptcy, okay? Because most people are trying to do the right. They're trying to figure their way through this. Okay. They don't even, but and, and but there's a few people that, you know, yeah. do stuff like this. But, you know, so that's a pretty vast difference between Texas and, say, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, $7,500 you get Ooh. to keep. Texas, you keep all of it, no matter how big it is, if it's your personal residence. That's a big difference. So like Kentucky, $5,000. Louisiana, $35,000. I pulled up the list on uh Oh, Google, Google here. So Maine is forty-seven five, Maryland twenty-two nine seventy-five. Where'd they come up with that? Massachusetts five hundred k, you can keep. Okay. Michigan thirty thousand, Minnesota four fifty, Mississippi seventy-five thousand, Missouri fifteen thousand, Nebraska sixty thousand. So yeah. So you can see it's all over the map. Mm-hmm. But uh, in all but those three states, if you have a super expensive home that's paid for, you don't keep the home in a Chapter Seven. Wow. And you're going to you're going to be set. so the point is if if you're not going to get rid of student loans, you're not going to get rid of the IRS yeah. and, and and you're going to re-sign for the car um and you know you you owe $8,000 on credit cards. That's the only thing that's going to go yeah. away. And you've lost your and you've lost your and, home. And then you're going to lose your home or you're going to be handcuffed in some way or another. It's usually bankruptcy's not a big help. Yeah, that's just an atom bomb and not really much gain from it yeah it, in that, in it's, that case. it's dropping an atom bomb on a tomato patch i mean it's just you know there's not it, it's a yeah. it's serious overkill and so um you know that that's why a, a lot of times what happens is is that people get so scared mm-hmm. they're terrorized by the calling the collectors calling and calling and collectors are nasty they sure and, are. and they're they're giving you a hard time and they're doing all this stuff they get scared and they go well i'm just I'm, i give up i surrender i'm gonna mm-hmm. file bankruptcy but it doesn't fix it yeah, and especially when you times. think about the chapter 13, you think, well, you can come up with a payment plan. You can negotiate these things exactly. down yourself. Exactly. And you, if you do it our way, you're probably going to do it in less than five years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, our last caller, and, and, you know, we got up against the commercial break, and you mentioned this in the commercial break. They had a reverse mortgage. Yeah. Mom, mom and dad, the lady was calling for her mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a reverse mortgage, which is going to come back and bite her later 
Yeah, because she can only pull out That's a ticking so time. much it, equity. It, it when the equity 60, goes... It goes up to 65% of loan to value, and after that, they're going to stop. Mm-hmm. And then she still has to pay the taxes, the insurance, and maintain the property. And if they don't, the reverse mortgage company will foreclose on her. That's right. And um, She's and then, only going to drive Uber or Lyft for so long, right? Yeah, and she's 70 yeah. driving Uber. So uh, what's this tell us? Well, it tells us that mom's probably selling that house in the future. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the thing I didn't do in that call that I probably should have, and you brought this up, it was you you telling me the truth, was that they, they probably need to sell the house now. Yeah, before they run out. It gets rid of the reverse mortgage and take the equity that's there. It'll mm-hmm. clean up her debts as she settles mm-hmm. them. She can get a nice little apartment and live on Social Security and a little bit of Uber or Lyft money Yeah, and not have all this stuff hanging over her head. I agree. Um, but, you know, Daddy died in January, mm-hmm. and here we sit in September and mama's got all this stuff crashing down around her ears, and she's 70 and driving Uber. Ugh, my heart goes so out to them. The, the thing I'm going to, you know, now we're going to sell her house. That's going to be really hard. Yeah, it is going to be hard, and but she's probably not going to want to do it or I, understand why. I, yeah, but but you've been running a business for 15 years at a loss, and you got $120,000 in credit card debt, and that's where it came from. So that's, you know, this is the, the chickens coming home to roost, as, as yeah. they say. But it's very difficult, but really... What what when mom is, and when that lady is seventy five years old, what is the best course of action for her to have taken? Mm-hmm. I sell the house right now. Yeah, absolutely. Clean up all the debt, settle it all. She's one hundred percent debt free. She's in an apartment, and all the pressure's off. That's right. And all the shame and the condemnation from the bills from the past, and all the collectors calling in a year that she's grieving her husband's death. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. It's all cleaned up. You know, I wish I'd thought of that while I had the lady on the air. They're still listening. Uh, maybe tough stuff. This is the Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband Gary were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her social security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Open phones this hour at 888-825-5225. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Michael is with us. Hey, Michael, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. Where do you live? Uh, Torrington, Connecticut. Connecticut. Welcome to Nashville. And how much debt have you paid off, sir? About $40,000 in uh, 13 months. Good for you. Range of income during that time? Started at around 60 and finished just over 100K. Good for you. Excellent. What kind of debt did you have? Uh, I had a car note, about 23,000 on a car, Mm -hmm. uh, 8,000 in various medical debts, uh, 7.5K on credit cards, and about 1,500 on miscellaneous uh, small debts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
You were normal. Wow. Yeah, pretty normal, I think. Normal. What happened? What, what was the deal 13 months ago? Well, uh, I just, I thought I was doing a good job keeping up with the Joneses. I had a decent condo, nice car. And, um, you know, I just found that I was stressed and anxious all the time. Mm. And, uh, I know I'm a single parent and that stuff bleeds down to our kids. And, um, I don't know. I just decided that I really wanted a better life, uh, for both of us. Mm. So that's around when I found the Ramsey show. Good for you. So the stress of the debt wasn't worth it to you. Definitely not. No. Wow. And how old's your baby? Uh, she's 13. All right. Very good. Good for you. So how did you find the Ramsey bunch? Uh, just, uh, looking up on YouTube, I found you and, um, I think you were doing, um, you were on a rant, a kind of an anti-snowflakery rant. And <laughs> I was like, that is my guy. Yes. And, uh, that's what I, you know, that's when I really became interested in the show. And, um, yeah, yeah the and, heat the heat from those rants has been known to melt entire inches of snowflakes. <laughs> yeah, so wow, it was just what I needed to hear. <laughs> so great. So you're a uh, recovering snow. You, you've no. recovered. Oh, he's not a snowflake. Well, no, no, I wasn't a snowflake. You're saying you just he you just were, did, he he agreed with me, and that meant I ah, might have something else it, to say. It got I my see, attention. It definitely got, got my attention. Got you, got you. I like it. Very good. And um, <laughs> so. Um, I just basically I just went to work. I mean, my side jobs have side jobs. I work so many jobs. What was the most lucrative side thing you did? The thing that made the most money? Uh, well, I'm a chef by trade, and probably it's hard to say, but probably I did a lot of 1099 catering jobs that were very lucrative. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, like some private chefing. That's some good money. Huh? Yeah, very good money in that. And um, I do a lot of deliveries, food and grocery deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why those have been so great is because my daughter likes to come with me. Um, so it's kind of a way to work extra hours, um, and, and spend and time with her at the yeah. same time. Cool. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's been my navigator, my DJ, my traveling comedian for <laughs> thousands <laughs> of deliveries. Well, and you know, if she's doing the DJing, the music's much better <laughs> than if you did. She would definitely agree with you on yeah. that day for yeah. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Uh, very good, man. Very cool. So what kind of money can you make doing the side chefing idea? Um, that it, it's, it's all, it's over $50 an hour. I yeah. can tell you oh, that. That's great. Yeah, I um, so. And that's yeah. a lot more than I make in any of my other jobs. Um, yeah. but you know, good for it's you. It's nice to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. That's but so I mean, cool. what the, that's again, the, usually we find the best side gigs are an extension of your professional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. like teachers that do tutoring can make 40 or 50 an hour, Absolutely. you know, a side gig, that yeah. kind of stuff. We see that all the time, but just taking what you're doing in your professional world and, and moving it around that mm-hmm. way. Good stuff, man. So, uh, who was your biggest cheerleader, other than your thirteen-year-old? <laughs> um, I had a lot of I have a lot of coworkers that cheered me on. I think most people, uh, most friends and family, probably think I'm a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you are. Just, yeah, I am <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, yeah and I'm crazy. proud to say. Uh, you know, disregarding the credit score and all that is uh, it's a tough sell to a lot of people. Absolutely. You know, a lot of my family, but they but they've always supported me and encouraged me. They may not agree with it, but now that you've paid off forty grand in thirteen months, do they believe it all? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. That's pretty good. I hope they yeah, do. That's, yeah. That speaks volumes right there. That you actually did it. It's not. What do you tell people? The key to getting out of debt is. I would say definitely uh, budgeting was the number mm-hmm. one thing for me. It was something I had never done before. I couldn't have even told you how much I made a year how much how much debt i had honestly i had no idea because um, i had never laid it out like that and so uh using every dollar was uh, a big big help for me i still use it now that's cool very good very good good for you man that's I'm proud exciting. of you 
Way to go, hero. How's it feel to be free? I can't tell you how great it feels. I, I've never fallen asleep so fast that night before my head even hits the pillow because wow. I just don't. You know, I used to stress out about, you know, the next paycheck and the next bill that's due. And, and um, I just don't worry about that anymore. I just don't have to. And it's just a great feeling. And um, I just encourage people that um, even if you're a single parent, you can definitely do it. Um, yeah. You know, just that's start really budgeting and, and get to work. Yeah. Let them be your DJ. Yeah, let's go. There we go. <laughs> Amen. Very that's good exciting. stuff. Good stuff. Really, really cool. All right, we've got a copy of uh, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book for you. That's the next chapter in your story for sure. You're on your way, hero. And uh, Total Money Makeover book, and you can give that to somebody if they actually inquire about how you pulled this off. And the same thing for Financial Peace University. So that's the live and give box, and it'll get you uh, get you something you can live and something you can give. So good stuff. I know your Appreciate daughter's it. not going to join you on stage, but let's honor her anyway What as the DJ. What's her name? That's Clara, my daughter. Clara. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Clara. Appreciate you supporting your dad, and uh, your dad's a hero. You ought to let, you ought to tell him he's awesome because he is. <laughs> Very cool stuff. Good job. All right, Michael from Connecticut, forty thousand paid off. Side hustles had side hustles. He did it in thirteen months, making sixty to one hundred. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt free. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Way to go, kiddo. So, Jade, uh, in the program today, we've had two debt-free screams. Both of them said that every dollar, the every dollar budgeting app was key. It is key because, like, I mean, he did a great job explaining it. Most people, I think, I read a stat that said seventy percent or seventy-seven percent of Americans. If you say, "Hey, what did you spend last month?" They, they couldn't idea. tell you. I mean, I do. Because they don't have any, I mean, they, they really do not track it at all. You don't track it. And when you start tracking it, there's a rule in business that says what gets measured gets done. Mm, that's so good. And, yes. And, and same thing's true with money. If you don't measure it, if you don't tell your money what to do, you'll always wonder where it went. The Every Dollar Budgeting app is the world's best budgeting app. We brag about it, but, but it really is. It's yeah. legitimately amazing. Uh, you can try it completely for free. And this coming Tuesday, George Camel is going to be doing one of our budgeting webinars. Jade's already done a few. Rachel's mm-hmm. done a few. Y'all are going to be doing some more later. That's right. This coming Tuesday, George Camel is back after he's his wife just had a brand new baby, and mm-hmm. uh, they've been at home for a while, but he's back. He's going to be with us in Chicago this weekend. But then this coming Tuesday, he'll be doing the, uh, the Every Dollar webinar. He'll be online. Uh, we limit that because you get to interact with him with questions during the process. People jump in. That's right. And so if you want to be part of the webinar there on this coming Tuesday, George Camel's going to be doing it on putting together every dollar. It's completely free. It's completely free. So you just go to everydollar.com slash budgeting, and you can learn how to do some of the stuff that Michael did, and he paid off $40,000 yeah. in 13 months. Yeah, it's so necessary. And so many people think, oh, I have a budget. I do it on paper every month. But it's not the same because when you go on the every dollar one, you track, you're tracking each day what you're spending to make sure you're actually hitting your numbers. It's not just you setting it and forgetting it, right? Right. And that to me is the key. Well, I mean, you, you can set a budget and forget it, and it's not really a budget. It's no. Just, it was a, it it was just a, a list. Yeah. Exactly. It was exactly <laughs> what it was. And so, you know, in business, we have, you know, you have your budget for the month, and then you have your actual for the month. Mm-hmm. 
and you say, okay, we brought in more revenue or less revenue than we thought mm-hmm. over or under budget. Mm-hmm. We spent more or less than we thought over, and our profits were over or under. Mm-hmm. And you compare what you plan to do with what you actually did. Yes. And every dollar does that minute by minute. Yeah, when you're doing it in real time, you can adjust as opposed to waiting till the end of the month and going, oh, crap. Because you can't keep spending more than you make. You're not in Congress. That's right. Everydollar.com slash budgeting. George Camel going to be this coming Tuesday, the 19th of September. Free webinar. Sign up for it. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Hebrews 12, 11, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Abraham Lincoln said, Discipline is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. Ooh, that's good. Catherine is in Minneapolis. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Dave. I am super excited to talk to you. You too. What's up? I have, um, I've been listening to you since I was 25 years old. I lived right there in Franklin, Tennessee. Now I'm 54 and I live in Wisconsin, right outside of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I have a question. My husband and I, well, I followed you, like I said, for years. Um, we have two. We're both optometrists. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also a farmer and I'm also a yoga instructor. We have been practicing optometry for about 29 years. We are completely out of debt. That happened about four years ago. We feel very blessed. We worked really hard. Way to go. We're, thank you. Um, we're wondering if you might have some advice of where to go now. We were all with Drive and Bigger when we were trying to get out of debt, you know, checking off of our boxes and all of that. And now that We've done that. We've got about four and a half years left that we want to do optometry before we retire, but we're, we're feeling burned out. We're not feeling that drive and that vigor and that sense of accomplishment of checking things off. And we're just wondering if you have any advice of, I don't know, where to go from here. And like I said, I feel very blessed even mm-hmm. speaking this question. Um, so you've paid off the debt. Is- House and everything. House and everything. Oh, yeah. Way to go. Yeah, That's amazing. Right before COVID. Right before Congratulations, COVID, the yeah. house got paid off. Thank well, you. And we feel very proud. Good, um, but good. now we're just trying to figure out how to keep that drive right. going and, and to be able to work for the next four and a half years. <laughs> well, in some ways, you don't need the same drive as far as that intensity because it's like, oh, I'm paying off debt. I'm doing this. You've earned the right to take your foot off the gas. Obviously, you you have all of this margin now, right? So you're doing those three things that we always do with money. We're giving some of it. We're saving more of it and we're spending it. And I think that that's yeah. kind of what you guys need to, this is the good part, right? This is a fun part where you sit down I know. and you look at that margin and you're like, okay, because here's the thing, you've got to, you've got to give something because then you realize this is what this was all for, right? You've got to keep that right. perspective. And the more you give, you realize that you've got to spend some of it because if you don't, it's like, all we do is work, 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 right? And you're not enjoying it. So you've got to spend some of it. And then of course, you've got to continue to save because you are thinking about the future. You are thinking about this life that you want to have. So that's really, that's really all there is to it. And now I get what you're saying because you are in this mindset for however many years of, I'm just stacking away. I'm going, going, going. And it's kind of hard to turn that off. What I have, what I, what I did was, 
um, I found that in not only in business, but from a ministry perspective and uh, mm-hmm. from a financial perspective, I get a lot of energy from a detailed goal. Mm-hmm. That's my husband. Yeah. And I, it, uh, it doesn't even matter what it is as long as it's detailed and it and I can measure progress towards that goal. OK, it could be a generosity goal. It could be uh, we want to go on this trip and we want to save towards that. It could be, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a friend of mine just bought a big classic car that he's thought of for the last 20 years he wanted to buy. And that was a big goal. He worked towards it. He said, now what do I do? I said, mm-hmm. you need another goal. Mm-hmm. I don't care what okay. it is. Get you a goal, you know. And uh, and, and so, uh, you know, one of the most fun ones we've had, Sharon and I have had, and we're in the same place. I mean, baby step seven and at the ends of our careers, right, and, and so forth, mm-hmm. was I ran into this guy who, uh, not counting his tithe and his normal rhythm of giving, in addition to that, he had a goal. He wanted to give away a million dollars in a year to ministries mm-hmm. just to give to other help other people right and mm-hmm. uh, so we set that as a goal and we were able to do it one year and that was so much yeah. fun and then we decided yeah. i want then i decided a few years ago and we did this about three years ago i think or four uh i guess it was a year before covid maybe we said uh, i want to give away a million dollars in in one day <laughs> that was fun that's crazy that was crazy you know and yeah. I, i'm a kid yeah. from antioch tennessee man I, I can't even I couldn't even wrap my head around having a million dollars, much less giving away a million, much less giving away a million in one day. Let me know the next time you're planning on doing that and, and let me put my <laughs> let me put my <laughs> name in the hat. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying the point the point is that the stuff we teach works and it puts you in a position if you live like no one else later you can live mm-hmm. and give like no one else and so what you need then is something that matters to you that is a very clearly defined high definition goal to where you will know exactly how close you are to it and when you hit it it's not vague it's not some sin it's not some mm -hmm. feeling it's very objective very measurable and you say okay by this date we want to do this and then your mind automatically starts unpacking uh, what my friend Henry Cloud says. He says, what must be true? Yeah. It's not true today in order to be there at that date. Yeah, that's right. What is it that to, in order to give that, save that, uh, you know, I, I want this, I, I want to be in a position. I mean, you know, I don't mind the vague ones that are kind of funny. I, I used to work for a guy that was real motivational. He was a great guy. He said, I want to make enough money I can read the menu left to right. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking at the price first on what I'm going to order, I'm going to look at the stuff, decide what I want to order, and then I'll notice the price. That's right. He said that's a that's a state of mind. Now that's a little bit weird, a little bit funny, but but it is I a mindset. That. It is mm-hmm. a it is a I've gotten comfortable, I've gotten content. Mm-hmm. Uh, this meal is not going to oh yeah define me. I can do whatever I want to do with this meal. It's like what you said about Sharon wanting to be able to just go to the store and you know you can put what you want in the basket, and it's not a it's not a thing. It's a buggy. I can't say it. I can't. I can't go there. <laughs> she wanted to go to the grocery store and it's fill up her buggy. Well, I said that on the live stream the other night. Well, and basket. Rachel and Jade made so much fun of me when I got off the air. They're like, a buggy. No, you did it on the air. <laughs> we you made did. fun of me on right the live stream. in front of your face. <laughs> it's not a buggy. It's a cart. It's not a cart. It's a buggy. A basket. A cart. 
a shopping cart, it's if not, you will. Like a, it's not a baby buggy. It is a, I don't know, that's what we call it. So anyway, she wanted to be able to go to the grocery store and buy groceries without thinking about it. Yeah. Because we were so broke that we had to squeeze every Look. dime on every paycheck on everything. We couldn't breathe. That's how I feel. I, I relate to Sharon in that way so much. That was my thing is I... I want to know that we ha- can, but now we can budget enough to where I don't have to be think. I don't. I'm not calculating it as I go, right? Yeah. I guess if you've ever been where you didn't know if you could feed your kids, you weren't a hundred percent sure you could Ooh. feed your kids. We all they always got fed. We mm-hmm. weren't, but it was it was touch and go. Yeah. You know, if you've ever been there, where that's a different kind of terror. Yeah. And if you've ever been there, then you know, going to the grocery store and filling up your buggy. Filling up your cart with anything you want to put in it, mm-hmm. that becomes a really solid goal. That's funny. And the funny thing is, like I said the other night, she's such a tightwad, she still doesn't do it. But <laughs> And now she could buy the grocery store, but you know, but that doesn't matter. She just goes in there and gets whatever. Fill up your but, buggy, open up your pocketbook and pay for it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you, you, didn't, you didn't get it. If you say buggy, you also say pocketbook. What's wrong with pocketbook? It's a wallet. It's not a wallet. It's a purse. A pocketbook <laughs> and a purse are the same thing. No, your pocketbook is your wallet, right? No. Booth guys? No. Wait a second. I've only ever heard pocketbook in like a woman's purse context. Purse. It's a purse. <sighs> you open it. Okay. My mama carried her pocketbook. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I remember that my whole life. I don't. Well, where still, did you grow up? Purse. Anyway? wallet you know i only know these phrases because i have family in virginia so I, that, that's how i know about it well, we can't keep you on here long enough we're going to teach you to speak hillbilly i'm that's, just saying i'm getting close you keep your pocketbook in your buggy that's right that's what you do when you're shopping oh my I'm just goodness saying. bobby robertson's from alabama is that true bobby you keep your pocketbook in your buggy keep your, okay that's, you that's what it, right it is Oh, good stuff. Guys in the booth, great job today. As always, we appreciate you. The Booth Dudes, as always, doing a great job. Jade Washaw, good job as well. I am Dave Ramsey, your host. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.